Chapter 30, Gus Fan Club. Saturday morning was gloomy with fog blanketing the house and yard. Louis rummaged in his closet until he found one of Gus's sweatshirts. It was thick and warm and still smelled of Gus. When he entered the kitchen, his mother said, Great minds think alike. She too was wearing one of Gus's sweatshirts. Wait till you see your dad. Before he could ask why, Louis's father emerged from the basement. He was wearing Gus's varsity football jacket. See what I mean? His mother said, look at us. We're a Gus fan club. Miss that boy, his father said. Can't help worrying about him. A faint knock at the front door startled them. Perhaps they were each thinking or hoping, Gus, could it be Gus? Or worse, is it bad news about Gus? It was Nora, huddled in a bright yellow rain jacket with the hood pulled up over her hair. I'm sorry. Her face was so small within. I was just walking, she said. Oh, do you want to come in? No. Well, I don't know. We're eating breakfast. Want some? I ate. Nora looked left and right and up and down. Maybe I'll go check on Winslow. That okay? I'll come with you, show you where his food is. You can feed him if you want. Winslow hopped onto a hay bale and then into the air and flung himself against Nora and Louie, hopping and wagging his tail and flicking his ears. He nibbled their sleeves. He's the funniest thing, isn't he, Louie said. Winslow's muzzle was pure white now and his coat was pale gray. Down his spine was a darker stripe, and across his shoulders lay another dark stripe, making it seem as if he were wearing a cross. He wiggled and wobbled and darted here and there, between their legs, up onto the hay bale, leaping down again. I didn't see you at school yesterday, Louis said. Oh. I wanted to ask you about finding Winslow. You had his leash? You didn't want him walking around these roads without it, did you? No, but how did you get his leash in the first place? You silly, it was right there on that hook in the pen. Chapter 31. Hey there. Uncle Pete's old truck rumbled into the driveway, stopping near the pen. Agitated by the stranger, Winslow brayed loudly and insistently, a combination of honks and gurgles and screeches. Hey there, Uncle Pete called. Nora retreated behind Louis. Who is that? That's Uncle Pete. Wouldn't hurt a fly. The imposing form of Uncle Pete, clad in a blue plaid shirt, overalls, and rubber boots covered in muck, did not reassure Nora. He's so big, she whispered. Hey there, Uncle Pete repeated. Who's your friend, Louis? How's the donkey? He sure has grown. I never thought he'd make it. Eerp, ah, honk. Winslow backed up, shielding Louie and Nora from this big creature approaching. This is Nora. She found Winslow the other day when he got lost. Uncle Pete put his hands on his hips. Lost? He didn't get lost, Nora said. The donkey made a lot of sound again, loud sounds. What, Louie said? He didn't get lost. But you kids... I don't know what you're talking about, Uncle Pete said. Your parents up yet, Louie? He didn't wait for an answer, though. He tapped at the door and walked in, calling out, Hey there, got coffee? Chapter 32, I'm Confused. 
Nora, what did you mean? You found Winslow's leash on the hook here in the pen? He wasn't wearing it when you found him? No, of course not. So you heard Winslow was missing and came to get his leash? No. I'm confused. And what did you mean he didn't get lost? Nora stroked Winslow, her fa- fingers tracing the dark strip along his back. Sometimes I get up really early. Louis wished Nora had a key on the back of her head so that he could wind it and make her talk faster. What does that have to do with anything? When I get up early, sometimes I go for a walk. Great. Sometimes I come over and check on Winslow. You do? I've never seen you in the mornings. Early. Really early. You're all still asleep, probably. Nora, did you leave the gate unlatched yesterday? Me? I don't know, maybe. It was still foggy in the yard, and for a moment, Louis thought that Nora resembled a phantom in her yellow raincoat with the hood over her head. Winslow was chewing on her sleeve. We have to be more careful, Louis said, if he gets out again and wanders off. Well, he could get hurt. He didn't wander off. We went for a walk. You what? You went for a walk? All that time I was so worried you were out for a walk? He looked so lonely in his pen. I thought a walk might cheer him up. Louis hardly knew what to say, his head such a tangle of thoughts. He watched as Nora stroked Winslow's neck, the tips of her fingers sliding along so gently, her yellow sleeve against Winslow's gray coat. He couldn't be mad at her. Next time, Nora, leave me a note, okay? Okay. Chapter 33, We Need to Talk. When Uncle Pete emerged from Louis's house with Louis's father, Winslow seemed to accept that Uncle Pete was no longer a threat. He, didn't, he did not flinch when Uncle Pete patted his sides and peered into his eyes and ears. Yep, he's done okay. Never would have guessed it. He's probably ready. For what? Louis asked. Louis's father said, Pete, hold on a minute. The two men walked over to Uncle Pete's truck, talking in low tones. What's he talking about, Nora asked. Winslow's ready for what? A different kind of food, probably, Louis said, or a vet checkup. At that moment, a single shaft of sunlight pierced the fog and shone on Winslow's head. That's an angel at work, Nora said. What? Everybody knows that. Uncle Pete waved as he pulled out of the driveway. From next door, Mac called out the window. How's Winslow? Good, Louis said. You coming over? Soon as Claudine gets here. My sister, Nora said. That Claudine? That's the only Claudine I know. So, Mac, Louis said, you two are speaking again? Yep. Nora said, oh, I'm sorry. I missed my place. Winslow's reaction was harder to distinguish. Eerp. On the other side of Louis's house, Mrs. Tooley called out, Shut that donkey up! Louis's mother opened the back door. Was that Mrs. Tooley yelling about Winslow? Yep. Winslow annoying her again? Yep. The baby cried and Winslow brayed. Shut up! Sorry, Mrs. Tooley, Louis called. I'm trying to get this baby to sleep. Sorry. And then under his breath so that Mrs. Tooley could not hear him, he said, Sometimes your, ba- your crying baby wakes me up. 
Louis's father joined them in the pen. We need to talk, he said. Nora said, uh-oh, gotta go. You can stay, Louis's mother said. It's okay. No, I don't like bad news. Who says it's bad news, Louis asked. Chapter 34, I knew it. Winslow nudged Louis's hand, flapping his lips over it, slobbering, reaching for a carrot. The way Louis's father was leaning against the side of the garage reminded, of, reminded Louis of Gus. The way he used to casually lean against things, walls, doors, fences. For a moment, Louis was cheered, thinking of Gus like that. But in the next instant, he missed his brother more than ever. His parents looked worried. It's Winslow, his mother said. We've had a long talk with Uncle Pete, and he agrees that Winslow needs to go. I knew it, Nora whispered to Louis. I knew it was bad news. Louis clutched Winslow to him. Go? Away? Away from us? Louis's father rubbed his hand along Winslow's side. I'm sorry. Louis's father rubbed his hand along Winslow's side. We've talked about this before, Louis. We're not allowed to keep farm animals this close to town. But Uncle Pete has farm animals close to town? Not this close, and that area is zoned as farmland. Besides, Uncle Pete says donkeys need to be with other animals, not alone. He's not alone, Louis said. He has me, us. Nora was holding on to Winslow's tail. Louis's mother said, he could go back to Uncle Pete's. But Louis and Nora pounced at once. No, but why not? Nora crossed her arms defiantly. Tell them, Louis, tell them why not. Louis also crossed his arms. Because he needs to be here. We need to protect him. Mac came around the side of the house, hand in hand with Claudine. Hi, everybody, what's up? Mac was swinging Claudine's hand back and forth, but he stopped when he saw the expressions on Louis and Nora's faces. What's the matter? Claudine placed her free hand against her lips. Oh no, is something wrong? Yes, something is wrong, Nora said. You get attached to something and it always gets taken away. I knew it. Chapter 35, Do You Miss Us? That night, Louis lay in Gus's bed under the quilt that smelled like his brother. He wanted Gus to come home. He wanted to ask him things. Are you afraid? Are you hungry? Are you cold? Are you safe? Do you miss us? He wanted to tell Gus about Winslow, about how he loved Winslow with all his heart. He wanted to tell him that Winslow understood things and that Winslow loved him back and that he was funny and goofy and occasionally loud and Louis could not imagine life without Winslow. Before Gus left for the army, Louis had not been able to imagine life without Gus. And then one day he was gone, leaving behind big empty spaces. He wondered about what Nora had said. You get attached to something and it always gets taken away. Something else was bothering him too. Who did Winslow belong to? To Louis or to Uncle Pete? Chapter 36, He's Not a Dog. The warmer weather brought out more walkers and joggers. If Winslow was in sight, they would stop and gaze at the donkey. Ah, it's a, a donkey. Cutest thing ever. 
Winslow responded by braying, a variety of loud, ridiculous, squawking, honking, shrieking sounds, and then Mrs. Tooley would call out, Shut up! which would only make Winslow bray louder and more insistently. One day, when Louis and his father were in the yard, an animal control officer arrived. The officer did not get out of his car. Instead, he lowered the window. He did not smile. Is it true you have a donkey on the premises? Is that it out back? Complaints have been made. This neighborhood is not zoned for farm animals. The officer handed Louis's father a pamphlet outlining animal control regulations and a notice to remove the animal within seven days. Don't you even want to see Winslow? Louis asked. Winslow? The donkey, he's very friendly. I can see him from here. And then he brayed really loudly. I can hear him too. He's not even as big as some dogs. But he's not a dog. Louis's father said, We're working on it. The officer interrupted. You need to remove the animal within seven days. Is that clear? He did not wait for an answer. Chapter 37. Can he do that? Louis erupted. What? Can he do that? Can he order us to get rid of Winslow? Louis kicked at the driveway. Who makes these rules? What is the matter with people? Couldn't he at least have looked at Winslow? Wouldn't he have realized that he is not a nuisance? As if in protest, the baby next door cried, and Winslow answered with loud braying. Mrs. Tooley opened her back door and called out, Shut that donkey up! Louis's father put a hand on Louis's shoulder. Now, now. I don't care. That screaming baby is a nuisance. Let's get rid of it. Louis. I hate people. Louis. Chapter 38. You have a donkey? Later that same day, another car pulled up in front of Louis's house. A woman in a khaki-colored uniform stepped out and then reached back inside for a clipboard. Louis froze. Was this about Gus? She was as thin a person as Louis had ever seen, so thin you could see the bones of her hollowed face. You could see all the tendons in her neck as she stretched it forward, eyeing the house and Louis. As she approached, Louis saw the badge on the pocket of her shirt. It read Board of Health. Beneath that was a small photo of the skeletal woman's face and her name, Dolores. You live here, she asked. Her voice was crackly, as if it might disintegrate at any moment. Yes. Your parents' home? Yes. Dolores checked her clipboard. You have a donkey? Yes. Dolores tapped her clipboard with a pen and shook her head. Can't have donkeys here. It's only a little one, no bigger than a dog. From the backyard, sensing the stranger, Winslow Winslow let out a loud, croaking, honking, braying sound. Oh my, that sounds like a donkey, all right. Dolores started down the driveway toward Winslow's pen as he continued to bray loudly and obnoxiously. Can't have donkeys here, Dolores repeated. Health hazard. But he's very healthy, Louis said. Want to pet him? Oh no, no, I do not. Health hazard. Her dark eyes were like tiny marbles set back in her eye sockets. Ticks, fleas, fungi, not to mention the bacteria and the feces. 
It was difficult to hear over Winslow's loud protests. In the what? Louis asked. The feces. The, the poo. What is your procedure for dealing with the feces? Ear, ah, honka, ah. Winslow did not like this stranger. His mouth was right up against the fence yelling at her. From the next do- from next door came the sounds of the crying baby and the unmistakable voice of Mrs. Tooley. Shut that thing up. Shut it up now. Ah, Dolores said, complaints. I need to speak to your parents. She turned to the house and knocked on the back door. Louis stayed outside as she spoke with his parents. Maybe she was only doing her job, he thought. Maybe she didn't even seem to notice how cute Winslow was. She didn't know that he had struggled to survive, nor that he could be gentle and loving. She didn't notice that he had no ticks or fleas or fungi. She didn't care. Louis hoped he would never have a job like hers, but he, if he ever did, if he was forced, say, to have a job like that, he would look the animal in the eye, and he would kneel beside it, and he would listen to the boy or the girl who was with the animal, and he would never be cold or cruel or dismissive of the boy or girl or animal.